Welcome to the Fire Podcast. I'm Ryan Rhodes. And if you're hearing this message, it's because you've selected one of our episodes from season one of the Fire Podcast. My wife and I, we used to live in Columbus, Ohio before we did. Uh, this podcast was launched and it was run by Jeffrey Hawthorne and Nick Hawthorne. They did a wonderful job. Uh, really thankful for those guys. And since then, we have moved out to Seattle, Washington. We uh, now feel like it's time to relaunch this podcast. And so if you want to hear the newest content, you'll want to jump to the relaunch, which is episode 14. Uh, if not, definitely stay, listen to this content. It's full of great speakers and rich content. You'll probably laugh uh, a few times along the way. Those guys are hilarious, and I uh, hope it blesses you. Also, if fire has impacted you in any way and you, you love what we do, uh, please consider supporting us either one time or monthly. Uh, you can go over to firemovement.com slash support uh, to to give there, um, and we appreciate any any kind of support. We're really thankful for you guys. Also, please share. Um, share these episodes with your friends. Share with us what God's doing through this, how these are speaking to you. I'd love to connect with you and hear a little bit more of your story. Uh, and so send us an email, send us a message, connect with us through social media, however you'd like, but I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the episode. I've never known you to leave me. I've never known you to forsake me. Never. I've never known you to leave me. I've never known you to forsake me. I look around, water, he walks. Can I walk? I live because he lives. You said some things can't be done. But somebody told me that nothing's impossible. Impossible is done. Looks fear in the face and say you can't stay. Welcome once again to the Fire Podcast with your host, Jeffrey Hawthorne. This is the most fire podcast you will ever listen to. Today I'm here with my co-host and brother, Nick Hawthorne. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm fantastic. Nick and I are very pleased and excited to have the beloved sister of Christ in our <laughs> hearts, Jasmine Tate. Jasmine, how are you this morning? I'm, I'm beloved. You're beloved? You're That's beloved. how I am. Fully awake? Fully, fully awake. Fully alive. <laughs> Us too. We all had late nights, even though it's really not that early in the day. We still had struggles. We struggled. <laughs> yeah, we still had struggles. So, Jasmine, do you want us to tell? You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Who you are? How would you describe yourself? Maybe that's a better question. Um. Well, I am. I'm black. Um, mm. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Uh, I'm I'm 26 <laughs> years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently live in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I'm a I love Jesus. I'm a singer songwriter. Uh, I do music. I'm creative artist. Mm-hmm. I love um, yeah. I love all things creative and all things kingdom. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. But that's an explanation. Yeah. That's perfect. We had no expectations. <laughs> yeah, we had we had no expectations. We just want to give you the opportunity to say what, what, whatever you want to say. That question's always so. It's okay. a little scary. Yes, it could say so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could spend the whole time just on that, but we're not going to do that. Nick has a question that's been burning uh, on his heart for years. And what? Um, we're just gonna do icebreaker. Okay. Like, okay, it's a little game called Who's Your Husband? Just kidding, we're not doing that. But uh, I was like, let's play. <laughs> oh my god. Let's play. Um, but it, it's kind of like a would you rather. Would you rather, basically, you have to select one of these foods and never to eat again. 
and you have to choose one to always eat. Mm. Between some of your favorites, um, Doritos or Kit Kats. You're making me choose between them. Yes, I know. So one you can never eat again. Yeah. Basically. I'm sorry. Um, you have to give one up is really what it is. I'm going to give up the Kit Kat bars because when they Watch melt, you can't eat them. I don't know about you guys, but if a Kit Kat bar melts, it's over. You can't That's actually true. eat it anymore. Yeah, yeah Doritos. Then it's just like a poop brick. Yeah. This is not cool. A poop brick? That's new. That should be hashtag. That's poop new. Brick. Hashtag a, poop brick. It's a poop brick. Sure. <laughs> you can't even break it off anymore. It's like. You can't break off that Kit Kat. No. Uh, yeah, so I would def- it would definitely be Doritos because Doritos don't melt. Come on, somebody. But they do get stale. Oh, uh, if you not I if mean, you, like, you if you steward right. them well, <laughs> if you yeah. steward them well, they could last forty years. Yeah, <laughs> oh, about ten years, but <laughs> that's a nice chip clip you got going on for ten years. <laughs> chip clip going to work, straight sealed. Straight sealed. <laughs> Side sealed. Delivered. Oh, <laughs> uh, we okay. Well, that was my icebreaker. That was your icebreaker. Yeah, okay, that was the only. Uh, yeah, that was the only. <laughs> one he sounded like he had like. I know. Food I was ready for a list. Oh, like, we had, like what? Uh, I don't know. I have, I'm lost. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. Step it up. Come on. <laughs> Get it. Uh-huh. Uh Are you? Uh, you need another question? Yeah, I had another one. Um. Mm. Okay. So you play guitar, right? And you sing. So, if you had to pick up either the drums or a violin, which would you pick next? Although I know you kind of do a little percussion, but I mean like full kit. Yeah, if I had to choose between the two? Yeah. Mm, the drums. It's real. I love the drums. I think they're in me. I don't know if it's because I'm black or like if it's really a thing, but I feel like... There is me. Yeah, I love the drums. Being on the djembe. Mm-hmm. Back time. in the day, that's my first instrument. Yeah, hmm. I was like, dang it! Once I said, I was like, she did djembe. Yeah, yeah, djembe. I'm feeling at this. Um, it's okay. There's grace. <laughs> Do you need another? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought you had another. Oh no, that was. If you don't have another, we can we can. He's I'll like, that was a stretch. <laughs> I put on heaven for that one. Okay, I have one. This is more just a preference thing. Because <laughs> I just want to grow in my knowledge. Um, <laughs> green salsa or red salsa? Mm, interesting. That's hard. Nick, you can answer this too. I don't like salsa. What? What? We're going to go ahead and conclude this interview right now. <laughs> Our audience is offended. <laughs> um, I'm offended. Can yeah. you walk me through this, Nick? I don't know, but they're all different. Like any salsa whatsoever. Well, see there. See, yeah, you're right. There's this like one situation. Right <laughs> I had this salsa that was like mango, oh, something. Man. Woo! But that's not your baby. It was, was a uh, salsa though. Was it, it was mango salsa. Was it great. It was amazing, but was it, it it's because it was sweet. Yeah. yeah okay. So I I like that, but I don't really like tomatoes. Like spicy, so like, though. and I don't like spicy stuff. So salsa. So then you probably would prefer green. So reasons. what do you like? To, um, Doritos. Come on, man. I like Doritos. Hot sauce? Apple juice? I don't like hot sauce. You said that because I'm black, but I, I don't actually like hot but sauce. But I was going to pitch you my idea about hot sauce, uh-huh. but now I'm not going to since you won't appreciate it. <laughs> but I like, I like, not that this actually doesn't matter, but like Doritos right. with like 
queso. Yes, I was I talking about that. Like, I like Doritos with hot sauce. Though. No, 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 no. It's different, man. You get the Rotel dip and the Velveeta cheese. Oh. And then you put ground beef in it all together. And so you, you dip like the Dorito. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's... It's a situation. Yeah, yeah, I'll try that. She did that when we lived in Pennsylvania and Oslo's and you do like pigs in a blanket rolled in Dorito crumbs. Come on, somebody. Was, you know about that. That's wild. Yeah. That changed my life. It's a life changer. Remember that. Do you have any other Dorito recipes that I should know about? I can't tell you all of them. Um, well, you just have to experience them. If yeah. you tell me another one, I'll tell you my, my hot sauce idea. I don't actually think I have any more. <laughs> but you well, can tell me yours. <laughs> Yeah, I just really wanted to say it. I was trying to force it into the conversation. And it wasn't working. <laughs> Go ahead, tell, tell us this so recipe. Anyway, the idea is you take hot sauce and you take ranch and you mix it together. And that's the sauce. But you have it huh. at different consistencies. Because some people like it to be hotter. Some yeah. Some people like it to it's be like cooler. So you have like a 75, 25, a 50, 50, a 25, 75. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to come up with a name because Jeffrey's Secret Sauce is not working in <laughs> my, t- <laughs> my test markets. That's creepy. It's like the Korean barbecue place. There's a food truck. Yeah, it's like truck. Korean barbecue, and you go up, and the sauce is the same, but you tell them one through five, depending mm-hmm. on how it's called Cubzilla in Columbus. It's amazing. Cubzilla. Cubzilla. CP. Okay. It's like in a bowl. Okay, like that's, that's a little better cup. than Cubzilla. No, it is delicious. It's okay. Solid. But anyway, <laughs> we brought you here to talk about Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> What we really want to talk about is um, a couple of topics, influence and integrity being the main ones, other things, you know, bouncing off of that. Um, but I mean, we just start like, how would you define like influence or like, how have you seen that play out in your life? Yeah. Like, stewarding it and growing in that and really like fostering it and knowing what it is and how to, you know, control that well and not manipulate it. Yeah. And be gross with it. Yeah. Right. Well, I think, I do think influence is a, um, it's something that I'm I'm learning about pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot over the last few years, I I I don't know that I ever I thought about it when I was younger, but it didn't like I didn't really understand what was happening. Um, I was I met up with this girl, uh, one of our old schoolmates yesterday. I was kind of telling you guys earlier about that, but we met up and we were talking about high the high school days, and um, one of the things that she brought up is. Uh, and then I've talked about a little bit before in blogs and stuff, but it's like when I was younger, I didn't realize it took me a while to realize how much influence I had in school. Like I would do things like, for example, I don't know if you remember Nick, me and Nick went to high school together and Jeffrey, too. Um, but I used to pop my collars, my yeah, little polo um, collars. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I would do like a double polo mm-hmm. and then pop both <laughs> the colors <laughs> and stuff. And I remember going home one day and like crying to my mom because other people started doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like irritated. And I was just like, Mom, this is my style. People are taking it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like mad. And my mom was just like, like, hey, like, that's a gift. Like people, they're, they want to dress like you. Like that's, that's actually, it should be, should make you happy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're influencing people, right. you know. And at that time, I didn't get it. It was more of an irritant to me than anything, you know. Anyway, so like over the years, just moments, situations, that's like a funny one, but just moments like that happening. And it took until I got into my probably my 20s to uh, realize like, oh, this is a gift. Like God gave me a gift to be able to influence people. Um, But it's like I learned that if you don't learn the gift and if you don't learn how to use it, that the enemy will actually use it against you. 
Uh, it'll turn into more of a weapon to like hurt a generation and hurt a people uh, if you don't learn how to use it for what it's supposed to be used for. And I think we see that a lot, in, especially in arts and entertainment and, mm-hmm. and, and just in life and culture. People are using their influence. And in the church, unfortunately, we see it too. Mm-hmm. People using their influence um, not for the kingdom. And it ends up hurting people in the long run, you know? So like when you do grow in that influence, like how do you, and you recognize like I have influence in this situation or in this person's life mm-hmm. that I can, you know, maybe have a place to speak into something. Like how do you maintain integrity in that situation and not like, you know, manipulate it? Cause you're like, I have influence so I could take this and make it fit my will and not, you know, yeah. will or what's best for that person. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's like a huge question. Cause I think it really boils down to, um, who you are as a person in God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm living a lifestyle where I'm constantly feeding my desires and feeding my flesh, um, then like in relationship with people, it's inevitable that I will use my influence to do that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if I'm if I'm choosing to live a life where I'm laying down my life, where I'm killing my pride, I'm killing my flesh, and like I'm choosing to feed my spirit man more than I feed my soulish man if I'm living that life then it's a lot easier to choose to use my gift to serve someone and to serve Mm -hmm. God than it is to try to use my influence to like take something or get something from someone because it's it's either it's used in one or two ways you either want to like serve someone Mm -hmm. and give them something and like serve God with it or you're actually trying to take something from someone you're trying to feed your own pride you're trying to take from what they have from you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 one of the two extremes that it ends up being you know and it's expressed in different ways but it it ends up being one of the two mm-hmm. yeah so would you say like the same is true for humility um as integrity like just feeding your your spirit man as opposed to your soulish man like it manifests in the same way and like you'll remain humble instead of like absolutely you know, pride with that influence that you absolutely yeah i think um yeah, it's it's the same. I yeah, I think it's the same. If you're if you're constantly if you're situation by situation in your everyday life, mm-hmm. if you're making the intentional effort to feed your spirit, um, to be led by your spirit man and not to be led by your flesh, by your soulish desires, um, you're setting yourself up to to practice humility, to practice serving people with your gifts. Um, yeah, that's the that's goal. Hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, kind of what I was thinking, just with influence, um, I know just with knowing some of your story, like with influence, there can be sometimes, it's like it's a gift from God and you can steward it to increase and that's uh, amazing, but sometimes it can almost feel like a double-edged sword when there's a pedestal involved. Yeah. And so like, how do you, have you learned to balance that and even just like learning to be vulnerable in the midst of that? Yeah, man, I'm still... I'm still learning it. I'm still I'm still trying to figure that one out. But it's um yeah, I think anytime you you have um anytime you're trusted with influence, there's just really like you said, it's a double edged sword. So um I'm just getting to a place where I'm learning how much of a gift it is. But mm-hmm. like I said, I used to cry, you know, beyond the polo situation. Uh I used to cry about having that gift, you know, like I um just so many times where it was harder to have that gift than it would have been to not have it um and yeah and so i think whenever you have that gift you're put in a position where 
your humanity um, can more easily be taken from you amongst mm-hmm. people yeah. um, because everybody worships something um, in the way that's just that's it's our innate nature everybody worships something and uh, the weird thing about us humans is that like we the things that we choose to worship you know it's typically things that we aspire to be or things that um, that we actually just appreciate things that we think are beautiful like we end up worshiping those things so if you have like influence on your life and you're inspiring people and you're leading them to truth and you're provoking them to think dif- deeply and to go inward or, or whatever you're provoking them to freedom you know like inevitably people are going to put you on some form of a platform or on yeah on a platform on a pedestal mm-hmm. um and so i think for me the 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 struggle and I, and I think God has really given me grace for it. I've grown in it and I'm still growing in it but to be able to um, to show people my humanity before they have an opportunity to steal it from me mm-hmm. um, and I think that's mm-hmm. been really important so like through the music through my stage presence when I'm performing in front of people yeah. when I'm leading worship like um, simple things like if I forget the words to a song or if I mess up on chords, I'll just be like, yeah, just did that. That sucked. Uh, hold on. I'm going to try again. You know, yeah. like it's simple, but it's like it trains people like, hey, I'm a human like you. I got to put my pants on just like you do every day. You know, I use the bathroom. I'm going to fart sometimes. I poop. I, I burp. Whatever. You know, like you need to know these things about my life if you're going to if we're going to walk together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think showing people that mm-hmm. is really important. And a lot of times because people don't show that. They try to just keep it together so much. It gives other people the opportunity to put them on a pedestal and to keep them there. Yeah. And the higher that pedestal gets, the longer the fall is. Mm-hmm. When people, when your when your humanity gets exposed, the the longer, the harder the fall is. You know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I was just thinking, still, kind of like along those lines, like so, like. You show your humanity even just like on on the stage and like just reveal that as you said but um do you ever think that like there's also like the side of like where do you find like the boundaries in that too of like uh like i shouldn't share everything like i don't need to go to instagram and like hey i just did this and like yeah the world doesn't need to know you know yeah yeah and i think more than that's a more than that being like a a decision to make when you have influence Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that's a decision you make once you have influence. Like, well, I should probably set up boundaries now that I have influence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, no, if you if you live your life like that first, if you establish the fact that boundaries should be present in your life Mm -hmm. just as a human, Mm -hmm. as your influence grows, you don't have to try to establish that and figure it out later. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem is there are people who, who they don't they don't have boundaries. They don't mm-hmm. have relationships in their life. They don't have integrity mm-hmm. before they get a platform, before right. they have influence. And so they get influence and all that stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. The issues start to be exposed and they're like, oh, I should probably do this now. Mm-hmm. And so my heart is to see, um, you know, to see God raise up influencers in our generation yeah. that they're getting that stuff now right. before they ever get a platform, you know? Yeah. And just kind of almost like a segue but to go along with the um lines of influence and integrity like um you do music mm-hmm. so like there's obviously opportunities and um open doors through that that are awesome but like 
what happens or like how does like integrity and influence work when you get opportunities to like work with people who may not represent fully what you represent or their integrity and and their um, how they use their influence might be like in a negative light. Yeah. Like how like how do you use yours or maintain yours in the midst of do you work with these people? Do I? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. That's I've only been doing music for seven years. It's still I'm still pretty new. Yeah. You know to mm-hmm. everything. Um, so that's one that I'm I'm honestly still trying to figure out. Yeah. You know that's like a that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, there are. For for me, the answer mm-hmm. to that question has been ask Holy Spirit. <laughs> People like laugh at me all the time because that's like my answer for everything. That's but true. that's just been that's been my answer mm-hmm. to that question yeah. lately, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's people sometimes they wanna collab and it's so funny, you know, like this happened a few days ago actually. I was at this event last weekend I was at this event and it's a secular event festival mm-hmm. and this guy came up to me and he's like man, I really want to collab with you. Like, we should do some songs and blah, blah, blah. And I know him as an artist in that city. And he's like, we're not on the same page Mm -hmm. at all. Like, we're just Mm -hmm. not on the same page. And in my, in the past, for people like that, my immediate response would be, no, bro, like, no, and I'd be like, yeah, email me, <laughs> you know, I'm like, let's talk, we'll talk later, um, you know, and like I, but I'd be like, no, this, I can't, I can't partner with this, I can't mm-hmm. like come into covenant with this, um, but in that particular situation, when this guy asked me that, I, I, I felt like I need to actually talk to him about doing something with him, and that's not, that's like, that was like different for me because I, I almost yeah. want to be religious yeah. in that of like no I will never work with anyone who doesn't confess the Lord Jesus Christ you yeah. know like and that's not always that's not always what God is doing yeah. in my opinion yeah. um, I don't believe in partnering with things that are blatantly anti-Christ and like yeah. obviously a different agenda than my yeah. agenda but I do mm-hmm. think that sometimes God may be on collabing with somebody mm-hmm. who is on their way into the kingdom or right. whatever you know you never you don't know there's so many different situations that pop up but that is one that i'm still trying to figure out yeah navigate in the world um yeah and just to like so to back up a little and just to clarify because just in case someone doesn't know like what's the music that you do like what's your heart behind the music and like what's the style and what's it like yeah good question um yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, my music is very... Um, it's evolved mm-hmm. over the years, and it's in the sound. Yeah. Um, but I think the the substance and the content and the heart behind it has always been the same. Yeah. Um, and that is my my heart is to write music and release music that, that will provoke people to hope, that will provoke people to hunger for the things of God. Um, yeah, I just I wanna I wanna see lives transformed by music. I'm 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 crazy to believe that God can transform a life through a song. Yeah. That I could sing a song and release a sound that will literally drive or lead someone into forgiveness. That will lead someone into reconciliation with a family member. That will lead somebody mm-hmm. straight into the arms of the, the father. You know. Yeah. Um. And and so I, I do worship. I do lead worship mm-hmm. and I write worship songs, but. I write a lot of other songs that may not ever say the name of Jesus mm-hmm. per se mm-hmm. or talk about church or talk about God being a good, good father or something, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I write a lot of songs that 
they're not your traditional church songs or your mm-hmm. traditional K love or worship songs, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're songs with a mess with a clear message, mm-hmm. um, trying to provoke people to to more than where they currently are in life, you know. Yeah. So just with that, what, where are some places that you've been, or what like what is the things that you've seen with your music? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I when I leave worship, obviously I leave worship in church <laughs> churches but when i sing these songs um i i typically will take a, a team of people with me to um what the what the church would call dark places mm-hmm. um places where where a lot of christians may have been told over the years where i was taught mm-hmm. and from a young age you don't go to these places um don't go to bars don't go to coffee shops that aren't Christian coffee shops. Don't go to whatever, you know, like nobody ever literally said that to me, but it's just like, there's certain places you just don't go, especially if they're serving alcohol or if people cuss there or if their music, if there's music playing that isn't cool, whatever, you know? And so we go to those places and play concerts, do shows in those types of places at those types of festivals with people that don't know Jesus, other bands that don't walk with Jesus or whatever. Um, yeah, so I guess testimonies. Is that what you're asking for? Like stories yeah, about? Yeah, you got some stories. Yeah, go for it. Um. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> stories. Um. Are there any that you could remember that come to mind? Um, I remember you telling one kind of the first time that you did it. You just kind of ended up accidentally playing a house show in a way at a party. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good one. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so I, I started doing music in Pittsburgh, um, and I got, God really connects me to the arts scene in Pittsburgh. So I got to meet a lot of the dancers and singers and painters and stuff in that city. Um, it's pretty amazing how he connected me. And, and there's a girl there who she's, um, she's a dancer, Actually, she dances, she sings, she does a lot in the city. Um, and uh, I, I went to an open mic uh, with David Wade. Shout outs to D Wade. <laughs> uh, we went to an open mic together. I think it was actually me, him, and Micah List. And we were hanging out, and uh, I sang this song called Believer at the open mic. And um, so I'm just singing it or whatever. And uh, there's supposed to be a lot of other performers to come up after me. and the MC for the night, she gets up after I finished playing and she was like, all right, intermission, like use the bathroom, get drinks. And it was like kind of abrupt, like kind of odd. And she pointed at me and she says, you come outside. I need to talk to you. (laughs) And I was just like, oh crap. Like, like she's kind of fierce, you know, I was like, I can fight if I need to, you know, I don't, I wasn't expecting to do this tonight, but if that was, you know, just kidding. But, um, so we went outside and she lit the cigarette, she started smoking, and she says, um, you made me cry, and she was really mad at me. And I was like, what, how, like, what What happened, you know? And she's like, well, the song that you sang, it's, that's my story. And um, the song is called Believer, it's about this girl who's sexually abused as a child, and she kind of just has this, this journey of really bad things happening to her, and her cry is like, she wants she wants God to make her a believer again. It's like, I don't really believe in you because of these things that have happened, but make me a believer. And so she says, 
this girl says that's my story and um it was just a really interesting conversation and she's like i recognize you you're a christian you love jesus don't you my parents are pastors and i used to travel with them and you're just like them you love jesus and blah 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 it was a crazy conversation but um she was just like it was such an opportunity for me to just love on her. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't like pray. I didn't try to lead her to Jesus or anything. I, it was just like just loving on her, just listening to her story. And um, long story short, we continued to build a relationship from that night. And um, she invited me to her going away party. She was moving to Minneapolis, and she invited me to her party. And I went to it, and there's all these artists from the city there because she knows everybody in the mm-hmm. city. And and it's pretty it's pretty uh, crazy atmosphere. Uh, they're all like spiritualists and into new age stuff and like really into sh- uh, chakras chakras and stuff or auras and whatever all the crazy <laughs> stuff and um, and I I was supposed to be at a prayer night <laughs> like a fellowship prayer night thing for creatives and artists mm-hmm. and um, we were going to be praying for creatives and artists believing that God was going to like encounter creatives and artists in Pittsburgh so I'm in Pittsburgh with creatives and artists, and I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to leave early to go pray mm-hmm. for God to encounter creatives and artists in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I can't stay very long because I got to go to this thing. And pray for you guys. <laughs> right. I'm going to leave and go pray for you guys. So, yeah, sorry, I can't stay and hang out. And um, anyway, so it's, it's kind of a long story, so I'm not going to get into all the details. Um, but what happens is, this girl ends up asking me to play some songs that night mm-hmm. on my guitar. She finds out I do music, and she's like, will you put, play some songs? And I'm like, sure. But at that time, everybody else but me and this girl and a couple others, they went outside to smoke weed. <laughs> so they're all, like, mm-hmm. outside smoking. And, and I'm like, okay, awesome. They're all out there, so I'll just sing to, like, these two or three girls, and we'll have our moment, and then I'll just leave. Well, when I bring my guitar in, the girl who actually owns the apartment that we're in... Um, she screams out to everybody outside and says, guys, Jasmine's about to sing a song. Everybody come in. So all these like crazy high spiritualists are like artists and creatives. They all come into the house and just pack in. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this is crazy. Like, I, I want to leave to go pray for them, <laughs> you know. And God just like jacks me up in that moment, you know. And he's just like, hey, like, I'm, I'm trying to make you the answer to your prayer right now. Um, but you're you're possibly gonna miss it because you you want to go pray and I want you to actually be the prayer I want you to be the manifestation of your own prayer right now so you should probably stay you know and I was just like oh okay got it like I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna listen to you I'm gonna hang out here you know and so I start playing the first song and um, I'm like nervous as I'll get out because I it was I was still pretty new to this you know and so I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what why I'm here am I allowed to be like what is happening right now they're drinking they're high and I'm like the only one here right now you know and um anyway so I sing the first song close my eyes and I literally it was like the spirit of God just like hits this room you know mm-hmm. and I, I open my eyes and people are like weeping in the room they're just like crying and I'm like crap like now what like <laughs> what do I what do I do now you know and the girl was like um or, or actually I think it was the first song V the girl 
the the one who she was the reason I was there is her going away party. She looked at me um, for the first song and she says, "I want you to sing my song," and I was gonna sing like a happier. You know, just like a happy-go-lucky song, just mm-hmm. have a good time. And she was like, no, sing my song, which it's the song about sexual abuse. It's yeah. b- the Believer. And I'm like, you understand, like, I don't want to sing that song at your party. It's going to be a damper on the crowd. It's going to, like, mess up everybody's high. Like, it's just going to, like, jack up everything. <laughs> and so that's the song, the first song that I sang, and everybody cried. And, and then they look at me afterwards, and everybody's just quiet, and they say, sing another song. And they're, like, kind of mad, you know, and I'm like, I don't know if this is good, like... Are they gonna kick me out for making them cry right now or what? You know, so I sing another song and we just we're, we're having this moment together. You know, everybody's crying and we're just we're just bonding. You know, and um, when it's all over, when I finish singing the songs, one by one, each one of them start to come up to me and they're just telling me their account of what just happened. And um, the first person, I don't remember the exact order, but like one of them came up to me and she was um, she's a Rasta. Um, Rastafarian and and she's a, a she's living the lesbian lifestyle, she's Rasta and she's high all at the same time. <laughs> so so she comes up to me and she's like, uh, "Yo, I spent my life. I'm not gonna try to do the accent because I'm not good at accents, mm-hmm. uh, and you will judge me. Yeah, so not gonna do that. But she's like, so um, it's kind of hard to tell the story without faking the accent. I say do it. Yeah." Yeah, you know, like, I won't judge you. Judge you won't? But who cares if I do? She's like mm-hmm. a, yeah man, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah man. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop. That's not. It's not correct. <laughs> so she, she's like a, she's like yeah. I spend my life looking for like medicine men and medicine women. Uh, that's what I do yeah. as a Rasta, you know. And she's like, um, she's like, but. You're a real life medicine woman. She said when you were singing, she's like I felt healing coming into the room. And she was like, "There's you're like a real medicine woman." And I was just like, "Yeah." And, she, and it was like this statement of like there was something that she was experiencing that was like better than the other medicine men and medicine women that she had encountered, you know. And so I'm like, "That's interesting," you know. And I'm like, "Okay, she's definitely talking about Jesus. That's what Jesus is like the best medicine man, I think." Mm-hmm. she's talking about Jesus you know like, okay cool you know so the next person comes up and she's like uh, this girl her name is um, Moondrop and she's a she's a hippie like a real life hippie like not like a she's not a hipster she's a real life hippie um, I think I can actually do this accent very well okay. and she's like uh, I feel like I'm like I have like a resistance against my accents in the room right now like I can't oh, okay. I, I can't like, really get them out I thought you were like no I can't I feel like you have saying, my full support I, I, I feel like there's doubt and unbelief in the room Nick you should leave uh, no, no I'm just kidding uh, I'm just kidding like but <laughs> but she's like um, she's like uh, you your your aura is like so amazing like I've never seen a light so bright like I spend my life like looking for auras and like I, I can I can discern like auras on people and their their colors and blah blah blah. She's like, but your aura is the brightest one that I've ever seen, and I was just like, man, like so crazy. You know, it's like another example of these people, and, and it went on like these di- different people and these different lifestyles and these different worldviews, and all of them were explaining um, that what they were experiencing it was like the best of everything right. that they'd experienced before. And I'm like, oh, you're all talking about 
Jesus. Like they're all they're all trying to explain Jesus through their own worldview, through yeah. what they've experienced. You know. Um, anyway, so that that rocked me that night because I'd never experienced that before, and it was like, man, like these people are seeing Jesus. They just encountered him, and they're trying to figure out how to like how to explain what they're experiencing you know um and that was that was my first time ever encountering anything like that so i probably could have done something different with that moment but i yeah. was just like yeah yeah that's that's crazy you know i probably should have said something else and i didn't <laughs> but what did happen from that which i'm very passionate about mm-hmm. is that there are relationships that were formed that night um and they know those people they know they know that i walk with jesus they know that i follow jesus now um and i'm in relationship with them and they know they know that i'm different but i still love them and i'm still in relationship with them um yeah and so even the girl who the going away party was for there's still relationship there and when she's in times of distress in times of trouble she she calls me Mm -hmm. um she knows she knows who to call because she knows that there's Jesus she doesn't she's not really interested in following Jesus at this moment but it's just interesting that whenever she's in a moment of distress she wants to call Jesus yeah you know what I'm saying anyway so there's just relationship that have been formed in moments like that Uh, but we've gotten to see salvations and healings and prophetic words released and words of knowledge released but we've gotten to see just God do incredible things in people's lives in those venues in those places Um, and and a lot of times those people they will never come into church. You know, there's right. we, we spend so much of our energy and so much of our lives as Christians ministering to other Christians. Yeah. Uh, somebody was talking about it last night at this thing that we were at, but he was talking about how much we recycle Christians. We just mm-hmm. send them from church to church and keep ministering to the same people. And it's, it's real. We do that. And we just, we just minister to each other. And we use all of our gifts, all of our prophetic gifts, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all these things that God has trusted us with. And we just use them on each other. You know, and it's like, man, how crazy, how crazy would it be for us to actually use those gifts to like show people who Jesus is and to like love each other in front of people that don't know Jesus. So it would make sense for us to be in the places with the people that don't want to come to church because they've been offended by the church. They still need to see Jesus, even if they don't want church, they need Mm -hmm. to see him, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what we do. We just want to go and show people what Jesus looks like. We want to show them the kingdom, the culture of heaven, and then give them an opportunity to meet the king. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just said a whole lot of things. I got excited. Yeah, there. So when you go into like, those dark places and stuff like that, like how do you go about actually like practically like establishing the kingdom and like establishing like, the, the culture and like, the atmosphere and the yeah, and stuff like that? That's a great question. Um, well, one of the things that we do, um, well, I think this is probably the most this is probably the most important thing. Um, it means a lot to me that we, the people that we take into those places are not, um, this isn't my quote from somebody who I really honor and appreciate in my life said this to me one day. She said, you can't take dim lights into dark places. Um, mm-hmm. You can't do that. You got to take bright lights into yeah. dark places. And the only way to be a bright light is to have an active, vibrant, authentic relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um if you have open doors to hidden sin and stuff in your life, compromise in your life, it's going to be really hard to bring the kingdom into a dark place. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, if you have darkness in you, mm-hmm. um, when you go into darkness, the darkness will agree with you. 
you know what I'm saying? Mm. If you have light in you and it's bright, the darkness will like run from you. Run, yeah. uh, it has to leave. But if you are darkness entering into darkness, the darkness just agrees with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have power in the room. You don't have power in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So before anything else in the room happens, it means a lot that the people we take into those places, they actually love Jesus. And like, yeah. we're like really going after it together and not living lives of compromise, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's like a standard. That's my personal standard. Like I, I, I know that I have to live a consecrated, set aside yeah. life. Like I have to look different. My life has to look different than the people that I'm trying to go and rescue. Mm-hmm. If I'm drowning, I can't rescue them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I, that's that's like level one sure. kingdom establishment in a dark place. It's like your lifestyle and who you are first as a son, as a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's first. And then I think after that, we, we spend a lot of time. Um, anytime we go into a city or go into a venue, we pray about that city we pray about that venue we ask god what he's saying about that Mm -hmm. place and uh, we'll share uh, my friend evelyn she even if i don't have a full band with me my friend evelyn always comes with me i'll always have someone Mm -hmm. with me who can pray and we can agree with each other and really go in and i don't believe people should do that should go into those places by themselves i think it's dangerous i think you could get eaten up really easily when you go by yourself Um, i love jesus so much um Part of my testimony is that I used to I used to live a homosexual lifestyle, a very mm-hmm. short season of my life, but that happened in my life. And I remember this one time after I came out of that lifestyle, I went into and played in this place. Um, and somebody who was supposed to come with me, um, they they were too young to get into the venue. So I ended up in there performing by myself. And what I didn't know is that everybody on the tab with me was in the homosexual lifestyle. And so I'm playing a show with all these people that are in that lifestyle, I just came out of that lifestyle. And everybody, a lot of people in that crowd were people living that lifestyle. And so I'll never forget this girl, um, after the show, after I finished performing, I poured out, gave all this stuff. After you perform, it's usually a very vulnerable time. Um, It's not, it's like, it's a very vulnerable time after you do that. And so I'm in the venue by myself with people who are living the lifestyle of something that I came out of by myself and this girl comes up to me and basically is trying to like talk to me trying to get with me you know and man I I felt I felt so weak I felt so weak in that moment you know I didn't like do anything or whatever but like I felt weak in that moment and I remember that was like a night where I was like man I I had like when I left that night I had to go and really like dust myself off Mm -hmm. in the spirit I started having old thoughts come back in my Mm -hmm. mind and stuff and it was like one of the first times where I was like man I literally can't go into these places by myself it's dangerous like I can't I'm putting myself at risk when I go by myself because I don't have accountability I don't have support I don't have prayer covering I don't have anything Mm -hmm. so there's people that knew I was there that were praying for me and that was awesome but that's not that's not the fullness of it you still gotta have people there for accountability that Mm -hmm. can hold you know like we all have our our weaknesses the enemy knows it says that um, he waits until our soul is in season to come and attack us you know and so it's like he knew he knew where I was. He knew what I just came out of. He knew that I was in a vulnerable state, that I just finished pouring out. And he sends this little crazy chick, right? Like, you know, and I'm like, who are you? Where'd you come from? And it, it, was, it was like her assignment, you know, yeah. in the spirit. And um, anyways, and so that's another thing, like not only living a consecrated, set aside life, um, because in that time, 
if I would have had a crack in my life, an open door where I was still entertaining that lifestyle in a hidden place, mm-hmm. man, I would have been chopped suey. Like, right. <laughs> like the enemy would have jacked me up. I would have been probably off doing something with this girl and nobody would have ever known. But because that was a closed door in my life, that was something that was already closed up, mm-hmm. the enemy didn't have a space to sneak in and yeah. gain territory yeah. in my life. So that was that was one thing. To be living a consecrated lifestyle yeah. was one. Two, to have somebody with me would have been really important. <laughs> that would have been really yeah. big. So that's another part of um, what means a lot to us and going into dark places is having people with us, having accountability, having support, prayer covering. Um, and then, like I said, we pray and we, we get God's vision for that place, mm-hmm. for that city, for that venue, for that yeah. people before we get there. Because if we don't have God's vision and yeah. God's heart for that place— our own opinion of those people and our own opinion of that place is not enough to stand on when you get in there and you yeah. see the faces of people. Sometimes they don't smile. Sometimes they don't bob their head to your music. And so you have to be able to stand on the word of God of, yeah. that he said there's going to be breakthrough, that he said there's going to be transformation, that he mm-hmm. said that there was going to be a guy named Jason in the room that was going to get set free from the spirit of suicide that day. And you might not see it on his face, but if God, if you got God's heart for Jason before right. you got there, you can fight for Jason when you don't see anything yeah. happening in the atmosphere, in the natural. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Anyways, I don't know if I'm even answering your question. I'm just like, you got me going crazy right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think practically, you asked practically, like, um, this is something that we're trying to get going. um, But the heart is that we would really have kingdom-minded people um, in the atmosphere, like in those places before we get there, while we're there, while we're performing. That can be looking for God to highlight people in the atmosphere, highlight people in the crowd that are hungry hearts waiting for an, in, in, an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And so we could be singing a song, and then if Nick's in the crowd, Nick's got his eye on Jason, you know, and, and Nick can go and get Jason right at the end of the show, and the seeds that were just sown, Nick will go and water them and just like, and, and take the harvest and then get to disciple this guy when we leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, that's that's the vision that's what we want to do that's kind of what we're trying to build right now i believe that that's that's a a way that god wants to bring the harvest in in this generation is through moments like that mm-hmm. um yeah hmm. yeah um you obviously you just answered some great questions that would just help some people but um would there be anything else that you'd have to say to someone maybe who were or was um they are now where you were. Like basically, they call the music what they're producing doesn't seem like it necessarily fits on a Sunday morning in the church. It might fit more out there, but it has a message. Like, and in a way, they might feel like they don't have it like a place, you know, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what w- advice would you give them? Hmm. Um. Well, one of the first things that God told me to do was to go play at an open mic. Because mm-hmm. um, I had I, been writing worship songs, mm-hmm. and then God gave me a song that I realized wasn't for worship, and I was just like, what the heck do I do with this? Like, what is this for? And he was like, yeah, go." I, he told me to go play at the open mic. I went to a Division One secular university, and so I went and played, and 
the first time I did it, the spirit of God hit the room and people had chill bumps and all yeah. this stuff happened. These girls came up to me and they're crying. They're like, you sang my story. And, and I was just like, what the heck is happening? Like, you mean God's moving and it's not in a church? Like, what? <laughs> it's like a paradigm shift for me, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I think everybody, I, I think even worship leaders need that experience, yeah. to, to be completely honest. I think I would tell anybody, go play at an open mic. Go find an open mic and release your sound. Um, I, I think there is a, a power and a beauty to like playing in your closet, playing in your room mm. when nobody can see you, um, letting your sound um, be developed in the private place first. Uh, we hear that all the time in, in, in certain streams of the Christian world right now of like, God's looking for the people who are nobody sees and the people who are just in the in the desert, the backside of the desert, playing the guitar, writing songs like David. Like we hear that all the time right now. Yeah. And I agree. I think I think that's that's like level one. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to do that yeah. first. Um, period. If you're not writing, if you're not if you're not comfortable with singing your songs in your room, and like singing it like you're singing over a city, like you're singing over yeah. the multitudes and yeah. you can't sing your songs from that place in your bedroom first, you don't need to be on the stage yet. You know, like I, I believe that in my heart. That's, yeah. And that's been my journey. Um, my first few years, God had me playing in front of homeless people, like two or three homeless people in this prayer room every Friday night. It was like the beginning of my <laughs> musical journey, you know? Um, so I really, I believe in that because what it does is it, it, it makes you get to a place where you find affirmation in your sound and in your song in the Lord first. Um, if you get affirmation first from the masses and from the crowds, mm-hmm. when they don't like you right. and when they don't like your music, you'll be shaken and you'll stop releasing your sound. Mm-hmm. You won't. You will forget that it's for the one yeah. that may be in the crowd that you've never seen before, that you may never see. You know, if you get your affirmation and your approval as an artist, your identity as an artist from the masses first, you, you're putting yourself in a very dangerous, vulnerable position as an artist. Um, so I would say to those people, get really comfortable playing in your room before the Lord first. All those mm-hmm. songs that you want to sing before people, sing them there first. And then after that, go play it in an open mic. Go sing it for 30 people that maybe didn't come to hear you and don't really care about who you are, too. <laughs> you know, like, cause that's what open mic is. People, most people come to an open mic because they want to sing their song. They don't really want to listen to you. They want to <laughs> sing their song. Um, so it, it's, go to those places. Practice singing in front of people. Because I think what, we, we, what we've done a poor job of in the church is, like, we, we've taught everybody, and this is just my opinion, but I think we've taught people who, who do music and they sing that are Christians if you do music and you sing and you're Christian, your calling is to be a worship leader, right. period. That's what you're called to do. And I think that's like we're doing our generation a major disservice in that, like major. So you, you mean to tell me that the enemy can raise up people for the arts and entertainment industry, but God can't? <laughs> like the, that the enemy can raise up people to influence an entire generation on MTV, BT, VH1, and we only get to sing our songs in the church? And like that's our own. That's that's the extent of our influence, and the, that's the extent of our platform to see our generation change. Is our church on a Sunday morning, and none of them come to our church. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like God, God. There's some people who are called to the church, and they're supposed to be worship leaders. And there's some people who are called to be on BT, VH1, bringing the kingdom, like fearlessly 
yeah. into those places like loving Jesus like nobody like the, like there there's a calling and a space and a path for both mm-hmm. and then there are also people who are called to do both at the exact same time yeah. where they'll be performing at a bar on a Saturday night and they'll see an entire bar just get smashed in the presence of God and then they go on Sunday morning and lead mm-hmm. worship at their church yeah. some people are called to do both and some people are called to do one or the other um, but I think everybody needs the opportunity to like go sing at an open mic because real quickly you'll learn your path at an open mic Hmm. like you may not learn your path at a church you may not be able to discern the difference Hmm. between the two but if you go sing at an open mic real quickly you'll learn oh i'm a worship leader i need to be at my church like (laughs) i don't need to be out here like this is not my place but for some people they'll go and they play and it unlocks something and they realize oh my gosh I love this. I'm supposed to release my songs yeah. to these people that are drunk, that are high, that yeah. they're never going to show up. But my song is for this girl, for yeah. this guy. And you'll yeah. feel the anointing, the spirit of God. Some people don't like that word, so whatever. They'll feel the spirit of God, the presence of God increase in that place through their song and realize, oh, like, I should probably hang out here more often. And I have the the capacity to speak to this person mm-hmm. and for them to be drawn to Jesus through me in this place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, so I would say for everybody, go play at an open mic and you'll learn, you'll figure out what your lane is. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, find other artists that are doing what you want to do. Um, find mm-hmm. them, connect to them. If you can't find any, come talk to me, hit me up, you know, but there's, there's other artists that God is raising up um, all over yeah. the world that are called beyond the four walls of a church on a Sunday morning. There's a lot of us. Like, it's it's an army that God is raising up. Like, we would go on tour to open mics and the bars and stuff all across the nation. Mm-hmm. And almost every bar we went to or venue we went to, there'd be a Christian there that's like, are you guys Christians? And we're like, yeah, are you a Christian? And they're like, what are you doing here? We're like, what are you doing here? Because they're doing the same <laughs> yeah. thing. And God's giving them vision, but they don't have community. And they don't know that anybody else is doing it. So they feel like they're the only ones. Mm -hmm. So they just go out by themselves and then they get eaten up. And that's not their portion. They're created to be a part of a community of people that love Jesus, that can spur them on and send them out to do what they're called to do. You know, that little, was that a... That was great. That sound was like an amen from the spirit. Yeah. 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 I heard the, and a little angel song, <laughs> little angel song in the background. Holy, holy, holy! It's like amen. Hmm. Well, if people want to connect you on uh, social media, where do they go? Uh, Jasmine Tater Top. Yeah, what was the origin behind that? <laughs> where the Tater Top come from? Uh, well, my one of my middle school teachers, Mr. Wilson. Shout out to Mr. Wilson. He uh, he used to give us all nicknames. Right. Mm-hmm. What was your nickname, Nick? Uh, Come on. I know. What Come I on. I don't know. You don't remember? Crazy Legs. No, I crazy legs. Yeah, That's that was, was the first one he gave me, too. Uh, we'll stick with Crazy Legs. Crazy Legs. What was the other one? Something about, like, your... Uh, okay, I'm yeah. not going to ask. It sounds personal. Um, I'll, I'll tell you after. Okay, my my name... Yeah, he, <laughs> the name he gave me was Tater Top, um, which was always kind of frustrating because I don't like Tater Tots. Yeah, yeah they're not that great. So it kinda, it's like I'm false sorry. advertising. People think I like them. There's I don't been, like check your mic yeah. at your concerts. Like, like, Woo! Tater tots! And I'll start hitting up. I start throwing up on the stage. I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> yes. That is so we funny. Just just start shutting them frozen. Like money. <laughs> tater tots. Uh, so, anyway, so Jasmine Tater Tot. <laughs> is that on all your. Is that, is that 
Instagram, on all your Twitter. Platforms. Instagram and Twitter. And then okay. on Facebook, I'm just Jasmine Tate. I'm just me. Hit me up. Jasmine Tate. Jasmine Tate.com. What about like iTunes? Yeah, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. You're on Pandora. YouTube. Someone boxed me about that yesterday. <laughs> they were like, I found Jasmine on Pandora because I'm in Spotify and I'm just so hyped because she's cool because she's on Pandora. <laughs> is it a Jasmine Tate so channel funny. or did like, her song just come up randomly? I, I don't know. I don't know, but they were just like. Guess what? Jasmine Tate is on just Pandora. on like someone's <laughs> random radio station. And it was so <laughs> random too. I was like, oh, so you're going to her thing tonight. And she's like, what are you talking about? That's so funny. No, it's it's actually kind of an awkward. I'm so honored. I, I'm so thankful to have an opportunity to be on Pandora. But it's um, it's like it's kind of funny because the the album that's on there, I, th- mm-hmm. I don't think the, the latest album is on there. I think it's just Life the, and Love. Yeah. And um, this st- it's a station. And so I was listening to it one day. I'm like, what is like, what is on it? Like, what is this? And it'll be like one of my songs, like two or three of my songs or something. And like maybe Lauren Hill. And then it'll be like Sheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering like what comes up next. Yeah. yeah, it'll be like Lauren Hill or Tracy Chapman. And then it'll be like Tim McGraw. <laughs> like it's like some random oh like God. like alternative or like country <laughs> artist. I'm like this is so funny. That's so much shade. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like a great you, station. You're crossing over, Jasmine. I guess like, you so. Cross over. I'm like, Lord, give me influence of Cheryl Crow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on in, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> It was like she she mentioned God, country mentions God. Like, yeah, they're kind of there. They're kind of yeah, there. We, we can put it together. Kind of kingdom. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I'm gonna add that to my station. That's As, so funny. I'm just gonna sleep to it every night. You have to tell me what comes on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, anyway, do you want to pray us out? Me? Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, I can do that. Is there something? What, pray just, for the listeners who are listening. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm like, you want me to pray for the just food? You want me to pray for me? <laughs> Dorito anointing. Right. Lord, give her an endless supply of Doritos. <laughs> yes, and amen. But the, the spot, she'll be sponsored by hey, Doritos one day. I felt something on Doritos, that. Like Chance was sponsored by Kit Kat. Come on, you, you're next. You're next. I, come on, don't play games with it. If you're going to pray it, pray it. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> Listen, don't play games with me. Those commercials are actually quality. You know the one with the little black kid slaps the yes. the guy. He said, "Keep your hands off my Doritos and your hands off my mama." That was probably the best one. Listen, I was at this conference and I uh, worship. Was uh, singing like they got on their knees and singing and zoomed in. You know they have them on the screen. Yeah. But behind them, there's like the, the bump up for the drum cage, uh-huh. and there's just a, like a Chick Fil A cup right behind no. them. And I was like, they got product placement in worship like, now. That's the kingdom. <laughs> I was product like, I would, if I did worship, I wouldn't be like sponsored by Chick Fil A. I wonder if they do that. That'd be amazing. You let me know. How <laughs> yeah. about you call them? I mean, right? they gotta do something on Sunday. Right Listen, <laughs> come on. Mm-hmm. They gotta do something on their off day. That's Sabbath. But. Last, wait, last thing, since we're on this tip, I just have to say this. Do you guys know the commercial? It's actually pretty gross, but it's it's one. It's like the, I think it's the funniest commercial. I, I laughed the hardest at it, maybe, of any other commercial in my entire life. It's a Doritos commercial, and um, they're in like a staff room or something, like a lunchroom for work or whatever, staff room, and uh, they're eating Doritos, and the guy acts for one or something, and the only thing that's left was like the crumbs, mm-hmm. and and he like 
he eats the crumbs yeah. right like he asks for something he eats the crumbs and he's like oh, I don't have any more and he takes his fingers the other guy's fingers and licks his, yeah, fingers, licks his fingers and it was like mm, the best part <laughs> The best part. I didn't remember that part. Is that how you? Is that how you feel? <laughs> oh my god! I think he said it before he looked at her oh. after or something. He's like, mm. <laughs> yo, that commercial had me so weak. I'm like the nerve. That was like risque for them to do that. That was a lot, um, but I laughed really so hard. You, you wouldn't come. Did it give you some far? What did you say? Right? Did it give you boldness? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can do that too. No, it did not give me boldness. See what's available to you. I, I bind that kind of boldness. So we do not. Need I bind it. That's a false bonus. Oh my god. Like the false justice movement. False hope movement. This is a false boldness. It's false. Shut it down. Okay, let me pray. Before this continues. Bring us back. Um, so I'm praying for Dorito sponsorships. Uh, Dorito that, sponsorships. You know, <laughs> just be free. Like, no. Influence our leaders that they they grow. Pray for yeah. Pray for listeners. Yeah. Artists. Awesome. They don't have dim lights. That's yeah. Open yeah. doors. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, Papa God, we love you. We thank you so much for uh, for this time together. I I thank you for um, just the army of creatives and artists that you're. Um, raising up right now father it's so amazing what you're doing and we're honored to be a part of it uh even right now god i i just bless every creative every artist that's listening to this right now i mean and the people who are not artists all y'all artists all y'all creatives we bless everybody lord um but especially the people who who they feel specific a specific call on their life to see your kingdom advance through creativity and through the arts father i pray right now god that you would just create um yeah, I, I pray for relationships, for kingdom relationships to be formed, uh, one with like mothers and fathers um, and other influencers, people who um, that have a heart for this, God, that you would make the right connections so that character and integrity um, and just a, a true consecration, a true set aside lifestyle could be stewarded, could be formed through these relationships, Lord. Um, whoa. That was not the Holy Spirit. It was a fly. Um, yeah, yeah, so we like thank you. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, Lord, we just, we prayed that you would, um, yeah, just encounter every one of the creatives, every one of the artists that's listening right now, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would give them eyes to see the areas that you're calling them higher and the areas that you're calling them to be bright lights and not dim lights, called to dark places, Lord. Um, yeah, Lord, I, I pray that, that you would put a, a desire inside of them to release a sound or whatever it is, whether it's dance or painting, to actually do something that that would change, that would transform a generation. I pray that um, that you would give them a desire to release something that wouldn't just be ther therapeutic for themselves, it wouldn't just be a selfish desire to create, but that it would be a, a desire to create in the way that you created. Um, and that is for for others, God, for other people. Like you created um, and, and you gave to us, God, in, in your creation. You gave beauty, you, you unlocked things for your sons and for your daughters. I pray that you would give us a, a grace and a, and a passion to create create um yeah, to create in a way that provokes and that provides hunger for other people, that provides healing for other people, Lord. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I bless the creatives, I bless the artists, I, we bless the movement right now that, that you're doing in our generation through the arts and through creativity. Um, 
yeah, but we, we love you. And we're, again, we're thankful to be a part of it, God. Give us strategy to see your kingdom advanced in the arts and entertainment industry uh, and in the church for those who are called to worship God, uh, to be worship leaders. God, give us strategy to see your kingdom advanced right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Great. Thank you so much. Amen. I'm sorry for that uh, turbulence during the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> it's warfare. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Jasmine Tittercott. Thank you, sir and buy her stuff we are Nick Hawthorne and Jeffrey Hawthorne Fire Columbus signing off innocence and purity in my eyes no shame no fear no need for the lies I say I wanna fly so I close my eyes skyline not rise birds eyes you can be whatever you want mama told me as I sat in the sky young in the world's eyes just young enough to believe I could fly and I felt you was babysitting me again sit on my lap and I'll show you something this innocence was all I knew still trying to learn how to tie my shoe and I knew something was wrong he grabbed my lips and asked for a kiss he said it won't be long just watch TV like this, that was moving me, changing me, rearranging me, stripping me of my dignity, murdering all my purity, leaving me feeling dirty before I knew what was stolen from me. And here it goes. Now I'm wondering, should I be telling somebody or keep it to myself? Hope that it was all a dream. Hope that it was all a dream. Well, my grandmama said there's a God of Surely a lot She promised me that he can Well, my grandmama said There's a God up there who loves me She promised he loves me So make me a believer Though I've never seen your face I want to be a believer